0: What's happening, y'all? Um, this is episode 13 of In The Name of G Podcast. Um, today is Tuesday, April the 26th, and um, we're going to do it a little differently today. You know, usually I have more than one topic uh, to talk about, but today we're going to mainly focus on the young superstars in the NBA, and I'm specifically talking about some of the top players is 25 and younger. Um We've seen a lot of young talent show their skill, their bag in this first round. And that got me thinking, you know, who are some of the top players that's going to lead the NBA moving forward? So with that being said, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, you know, usually when you think about the top players, Young superstars in the NBA, you know, you think Luca, you think Jason, you think Jai, uh, you think Book, you think Trey, and of course, you go, you can go on and on with some of the young talent in the NBA. Um, but my first person I got up uh, is Jordan Poole of the Golden State Warriors. Um, Jordan Poole has been a homegrown talent for the Golden State Warriors. Um, he's been and he got got better every year. Um, this season, he averaged 18.1 points with 3.3 rebounds and 3.4 assists while shooting 45% from the field. Um, this year in the playoffs, he's bumped that up to 24.3 points with 2.8 rebounds and 5.8 assists. Um, he's been one of the driving forces of that first-round matchup so far uh, with Steph Curry having that injury. I think Steph Curry has even been coming out the bench and Poole's been starting in his spot and he's been lighting it up. So I think it definitely has helped him, you know, learning from vets and learning from champions like the Golden State Warriors. Um, He's been someone that has been able to, you know, soak everything up from Clay, Steph, and Dre and also from Steve Curry. You know, you got Iggy on that bench as well. So, I think moving forward, Golden, things are looking good for Golden State as far as having Poole, Of course, with him being homegrown talent, they won't have to pay for him for a couple more years. So, things are looking up for Golden State. And, you know, they definitely have reopened that window as far as being championship contenders moving forward. Moving on to the next person, we got Tyrese Maxey of the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I think Tyrese Maxey is one of those people who has been able to capitalize off circumstances. And with the James Harden and Ben Simmons trade, you know, of course, Andre Drummond and Seth Curry was attached to that trade. So I think that with Seth Curry being moved out of town, I think that definitely opened up more minutes for Tyrese Maxey and more opportunity for Tyrese Maxey to you know, Sean is one of the young players in the NBA. Um, this season, he averaged 16.8 points with 3.5 rebounds and 4.5 assists while shooting 47.3% from the field. Now, I to me, that's impressive as far as his field goal percentage because usually young players have problems with being efficient when And at times on the floor and when they have the ball. So with him almost shooting 50%, I think that's definitely a good thing as far as his ability to play off the ball and his ability to mesh with, you know, Joel and James. So I definitely think if he continued to progress as a player, he probably could get into an all-star game or two going forward. But, yeah. I think that's definitely a needle in the haystack they definitely found. So kudos to the Philadelphia front office for being able to find them a diamond in the rough. Um moving forward, we're gonna talk about Alonzo Ball, of Chicago Bulls. Um he's 24 years old. Lonzo, it's just like Lonzo, I think as time goes on. He definitely needs to work on his body more because in this time right now like Chicago definitely could use Lonzo Ball. Um this year he averaged 12.9 points, 5.5 assists, I mean 5.5 rebounds and 5.1 assists while shooting 41% from the field. Um Lonzo to this point in his career, you know, I think this is what he's going to be. He's going to be someone that can give you 12 to 16 points average per game and give you anywhere from 7 to 8 rebounds and 8 to 12 assists a night. So, and that's not nothing to poo-poo. It's just that at this point in his career, I don't think he's ever going to make that superstar leap. I think he's going to be a starter in the league maybe borderline all star and you know in the east it depends on from year to year when it comes down to injuries and stuff. Um but I definitely think Alonzo has definitely found his niche in the NBA and hopefully he continues to get better. Um next we got Shy Julius Alexander from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh he's twenty three this year. Um you know with him being in the situation in as in being in Oklahoma City, um, with all the picks they have, I would say hopefully they either cash those picks in to build a young contender or cast those picks in to trade for veterans and go that route. But Shaji Liz alexander has been, you know, the shining star in Oklahoma City. As hell, he, the only noteworthy player they have down there. Um, This year he averaged 22.7 points, 4.8 rebounds a game, and 5.2 assists while shooting 41% from the field. So there's definitely room, room for improvement for the shot, but he's definitely one of the better young guards in the league. So hopefully they can build a team around him and they can become you know one of the new young teams uh, on the rise. Next we have Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat. He's 24 years old. Um Bam has been the backbone in the last line of defense of the Miami Heat. Um Bam has averaged 18.7 points, 10.2 rebounds a game, and 1.1 steal per game while shooting 41% from the fifty-one percent from the field. Um there's not not much more you can say about Bam. I mean, Bam is one of the more hardworking players in the NBA. Um, always goes hard. Um, has got to a point where he's expanding his offensive game, you know, hitting threes here and there, being a big that's able to pass the ball. So I think the sky's the limit for him. Um, there's definitely room for improvement, but I like where Bama's going, and I like him as a player. So I think we're going to see what happens in the playoffs um, as far as them being able to see if they can be able to finish off Atlanta in the first round and see what they can do with whoever comes out of the Philadelphia and Toronto series. And I think he'll definitely be a threatening factor in what happens in their future for this year in the playoffs. Moving forward, we got LaMelo Ball the Chicago- of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, He's 20 years old. LaMelo this season averaged 19.6 points, 7.3 rebounds, and 7.6 assists. Sorry about that. Uh, while shooting 42% from the field. LaMelo is one of those players that, you know, because he's young, you can see some of the immaturity um, in his game um, and with just – how he act on and off the court. Um, But, you know, he definitely has the superstar makeup to be a superstar in the league. It's just that as time goes on and he continues to mature, I think he'll get better. Um, Like his dad said, I think of the Ball brothers, he'll end up being the best of them, you know, would already make him want an all-star game. So I think Charlotte, for them to – Make noise in the East, of course. They'll have a new head coach going into next season with them uh, firing, I, I, I can't, I might butcher his name, Parrego. I remember he used to be a player in the NBA like in the 2000s. But I think it's James Parnegro. They fired him. So he'll, they'll have a new voice. Hopefully they can continue to put pieces around LaMelo, so they can um, make that next jump and get into the playoffs for next season. Moving on, next we have Anthony Edwards, who is 20 of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, Anthony Edwards is one of the better looking rookies I've seen as far as physique, um, you know, not scared of anything. Um. This year, he averaged twenty-two point three points on five point six rebounds and three point five assists, while shooting forty-three percent from the field. Um, Anthony Edwards, I think, as he continues to get better as a player, I think that if Cat can also progress as a player, because I feel maybe the last couple years. Cat is probably, I would say, has plateaued as far as his development as a player. But I think if Anthony Edwards can get better as a shooter and as a passer, and he's a decent defender already where he got the physical tools anyway. But if he can get better at those things, then I think Minnesota will be primed to be one of the um, teams of the future. Um, But moving forward, we got – Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans, he's 24. Brandon Ingram averaged 22.2 points, six rebounds, and 4.9 assists while shooting 43.7% from the field goal. Um, Brandon Ingram, ever since his time with the Lakers and since his time with being traded to New Orleans, he's been one of those players that has tried to improve every year. Um this year, you know, with the with everything that went on with Zion and with them trading for CJ, ever since they traded for CJ, they have been on a high streak, I would say, you know, with them being able to beat out the Clippers putting the play in and then going into this series against the Phoenix Suns, he's been showing why people like his game so much and why he's been – um, compared to Kevin Durant for the majority of his career. In the playoffs this season, he's averaged 29.8 points, 6.8 rebounds, and 5.8 assists while shooting 51% from the field goal. Like, he damn near then upped his points what, by six. So, he's definitely been balling this playoffs. And at this current time, Uh, Of course, they played, they're the late game tonight against the Phoenix Suns. To this point, they've been able to tie the series up to two, so we'll see what uh, comes out of that. But moving forward, we got Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks. He's 23. Um, This season, he's averaged 28.4 points per game, 3.9 rebounds a game, and 9.5 assists while shooting 46% from the field. Um, Trey Young. I mean, he's definitely one of the smaller players in the NBA, but he definitely got that fire to him, and that's what I like about him. Um, you know, of course, he's been struggling uh, to play against Miami, but Miami going to make most people look pedestrian with the defense that they play at times. Um, in the playoff series against Miami this year, he's averaging 16.5 points. Four point three rebounds and six assists while shooting thirty five percent from the field. Um, like I said, with the Helen defense that Miami could play at times and with his stature and I would say his reliance on the three point shot, you know, of course he has the float game. Um he got a little midi, but I think the pressure they've applied to him and I think they've done a good job with shutting down Trey, it's just that, you know, you really can't do nothing about your size. It is what it is you just gotta find a way to be crafty and be effective um but I think he's definitely one of the better young guards in the league and hopefully you know moving forward because it look like they're probably gonna um either try to make it a series uh tonight or they're gonna be headed home and try to put something together next year next year but um Moving forward we have DeAndre Aiden of the Phoenix, of the Phoenix Suns. He's twenty-three years old. Um I would have to say just based on them being able to make it to the finals last year and what he has been in Phoenix some of the time he got drafted, as far as them not offering him well them not being able to come to agreements on a mass contract. I mean, I necessarily, I don't know. I would say I don't mind Phoenix not jumping on signing him to a contract extension because to sign him to a mass deal, I mean, DeAndre, J- DeAndre Aiden is important to Phoenix. It's just that with him being a first pick, which he was picked over Luka and he was picked over Trey, he hasn't been number one pick-worthy talent. Like, he's just been okay. Like, this season, he's averaged 17 points and 11 rebounds while shooting with 62.6% from the field. Now, he could probably have more points and stuff, but, you know, with... Book um, averaging what he's averaging with Chris Powell dominating the ball. He just kind of get his touches, but he gets some touches, but it's mainly rim running, rim running and uh, defending the paint. So I think he he definitely can get better as a player. Um, he's definitely one of the better bigs in the NBA. I just want to see a little bit more from DeAndre Ayton. Um moving forward we got Tyler Hero of the Miami Heat. He's twenty-one years old. This year he's averaging 21 point 20 point four points, um, four point nine rebounds and four assists while shooting forty-three percent from the field. Um Tyler Hero just, you know, just that white boy that that be in the gym, that, you know, just can hoop, got a little swag to him like a brother. Um, he's one of the players I definitely he he might and I'm not a Miami Heat fan, but he definitely one of my favorite players on that team. Like anytime Miami is on, um, he's the one I'm watching them for. Um, I just like the swag he has. Um, the approach he takes from the game. Um, you know he had that big coming out party in the bubble a couple years back. So, I think Tyler Hero is definitely one of the better young guards in the NBA, and hopefully they can uh, turn that into a championship at some point. Next, we got Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, he's 21. Um, Zion. I just have to say if we can find a way to get his weight under control. Because when he was on the court in 2019, or was it 20? It was when when he was on the court, I think he averaged what, 26 uh, points per game and, like, 8 rebounds while shooting, like, 56% from the field. It might have been, like, 60. I know it was something high. He was hella efficient when he was on the court. I just hope that Zion can get his body in the shape to where he can join his teammates. Because if you can get a healthy and fit Zion that can do what he was doing when he was on the court for that brief time or even better for the fact that he would be in shape to go along with what B.I. has is doing right now as he's progressed since that time and what Cesar McCollum brings to the table as a scorer and as a leader of the team because, you know, he's been there and done that as far as being in the playoffs anyway. If they can put that together, then I think New Orleans can be one of the teams that you'll have to look out for going forward because as much as he don't, as much as the reports are out that he don't want to be in New Orleans, I mean, winning cures all at the end of the day. But moving moving on to the next person, we got Jamal Murray, another person who hasn't been able to play this year. Uh, he tore his ACL, I think, last year. Um, Jamal Murray, when, when he's healthy, Denver is a threat to come out the West when he's healthy because of his ability to um finish around the rim, his ability to shoot the three. Um he can play a little D. Um, Jamal Murray, you know, is definitely one of the, one of the, also one of the better young guards in the league as well. Um, I think that once they can get all their pieces back, and when I say they, I mean the Denver Nuggets, you know, also with Michael Porter Jr. If they can get all those guys healthy going into next season and with the play, with the MVP caliber player that Jokic has been in the past couple of seasons, if they can get all those guys healthy, then I think that Denver can be a player to come out the West in the future. Now, moving on to the, I would say the top echelons, because to me, it, it's really like a, Three A three-headed monster race as far as who is the best of the young class. Um, a, a couple months back or earlier in the season, I probably would have had Devin Booker as the second best of the young players. But I think that with the play of Jason Tatum in his last series against the Brooklyn Nets and what... They've been able to do not only just him as a team in the second half of the regular season going into the first round series right now. Jason Tatum has been looking like a superstar um this uh playoffs. And Luca, who came in injured into the playoffs and his two games back, I think he's averaging like thirty. But, you know, and also Ja as well as far as those four, I said three, those four are the cream of the crop when you, come, when you talk about the best of the best when it comes to the young players in the NBA. Um, but we're going to start with Ja. Ja this year averaged 25.1 points, 5.7 rebounds, and 6.7 assists. shooting 48% from the field. And was named the 2022 most improved player of the year. Um, Jai, Ja was like, if... Allen Iverson and Russell Westbrook had a baby. Like he he that type of player with the tenacity uh, that he plays with the athleticism, the handle, the the ability to finish around the rim. Um hell, even getting knocked down and getting picked up off the floor like AI used to do back in the day. This is what I think about Jai. He he's definitely one of the more progressing young players in the NBA. And I think Memphis is going to be – I feel they're going to be in the finals at some point with the way that that team play defense and the pieces they have around him with Jerry Jackson Jr., with Derrick Bain, with Steven Adams. I just think that they're going to be able to come out the West and contend for a title real soon. Um, Then we got Book, who is – who doesn't get the doesn't get the popularity that I feel he deserves, Devin Booker, and I wouldn't say it can't be a light skin thing because they talk about Jason Tatum like he's the second coming of uh, Kevin Durant, but Devin Booker is definitely one of the better guards in the league. Um, he's definitely going to make all NBA this year. Um, I think he could even be uh in a discussion for the MVP with the with the Phoenix Suns finishing with the best record in the NBA. So I think that if they can get if he can get healthy because I think Phoenix should have enough to pull out the victory against the New Orleans Pelicans to get to the second round. Um I got Phoenix going to the finals. That that was my pick to come out the West. So and I think that he'll be uh have a helping hand in making that happen. Cause this year he averaged twenty six point eight points, five point rebound, five point five rebounds basically, four point eight assists, while assume forty six percent from the field. So he's been efficient he yeah, he been a bucket. Um, he's been improved on the defensive end. So I think the sky's the limit to what Phoenix can do. It's just that if I was if I was Phoenix, I would probably start. I would probably to to open the window. I probably would start looking to build more depth. I would say at the at the guard position because, you know, as great as Chris Paul is, he's starting to get up in age and he's isn't able to give it to you every night like he used to. So I think that's something they gotta look at going into the future. But D book is definitely one of the best young guards in the NBA. Um next we got Luka Dundich, who is twenty two. Um Ever since Luca came in the league, but you know, you gotta remember with Luca, Luca's been playing with grown men since he was thirteen. So adapting to the NBA, I didn't think would be much for him, with him being playing with grown men since he was thirteen. But uh this season, Luca averaged twenty four point nine points, eight rebounds, and eight point eight assists. Um I guess I would say they've been trying to make Luca the great white hope of the NBA because for the most part with the with with wings or point guards because Luca is I think positioned as a point guard or a small forward in the NBA. You know, we've really not haven't had many white um American-born players come in and dominate the league. Because if you really think about it, you probably can name 10 white NBA players that's been superstars off the top of your head. When I say superstars, I don't mean... I mean like KD, Braun, them type superstars. You probably can't think of none. Because, I mean, I can give you stars... Cause you know you had Kevin Love back in the day, before he got with LeBron in Cleveland when he was doing he was doing in Minnesota, and you had Gordon Hayward when he was in Utah, but past them two, it really hasn't been, no white players that got to a All Star level other than those two, so, I think the media definitely wants to push Luka as the, uh, great white hope. You know, you see, they always compare him to Larry Bird, and that don't, but you know, to be fair, that don't got everything to do with him just being white. It's just that, you know, he rebounds the ball at a high rate, not like Larry, because I think Larry might have averaged like 12 or 10 for his career. And for the most part, Luka has been a less athletic. LeBron James, because basically he's averaged twenty-seven, eight, and eight, and that's LeBron like. So, Luca, definitely, you know, even with him being a young vet, there's still there's definitely still room for improvement in this game as far as shooting, and also on the defensive end. Now, to all my folks out there, what I just said. Is the only reason why I put Jason Tatum as the best of the young players because him and Luka neck and neck to me. I think Ja still needs more time and he could be, you know, the top of this list next year or the year after. Um, of course, Book won't be on this list next year because next year he'll be 26. So I think that... Where, where Jason Tatum has been able to do um, the second half of the season and have a majority of the season, really. But for the, for the second half of the season, I remember as at one point he was averaging like 33 points per game. And, you know, in this series against the Brooklyn Nets, he guarded KD the whole series, blocked the shot twice. Um, and then in the series, he averaged... 29.7 points, 5 rebounds, and 8 assists while shooting 42% from the field. Uh, that was an uptick from his regular season averages as far as points because in points in the regular season, he averaged 25.6 points with eight eight re- 8.6 rebounds and 3.8 assists. So he elevated his game when he got to the playoffs. And the number he did on KD was something... That we had never seen before, like he blocked Katie's shot. That used to be one of the main things that I talked about with Kevin Durant, not to just go on with his bag and his skill, but the arc in which he shoots the ball, where it would be unblockable. Well, don't tell Jason Tatum that because he done it twice. Um, just with his ability to score the ball, shoot the three. Um he tightened his handle up, able to get to the rim um now he's gotten to a point where he's looking for his teammates and started taking bad shots Now, of course, he's still a young player, so it's gonna be times where he still takes bad shots but he's definitely been one of the he's definitely been the best of the young group so far um he's got better every year he's been in the league as far as his point production and just his skills he's added each season. Like and he didn't always have the tightest handle. He didn't always he didn't always was the best shooter. And he didn't always have the best shot selection. So he's got better with all those things and wasn't he always the best defender. Um but Justin Tatum is definitely in my eyes the best of the young players. But you know I want to hear what y'all think about it. Because to me, it really comes down to those four. And I feel you really can't go wrong with who you think is the best young player between Devin, Jai, Luca, and Jason. To me, it's those four. And if you want to throw a fifth, you know you y'all feel free to do that. But uh, that's going to be it for episode 13 of In the Name of Your Podcast. Um, you can find me on Anchor. YouTube at the at In The Name Of G fan page. Also on YouTube at In the Name Of G podcast. But like I said, this going to be the end of episode 13. And like I always say, if it's from the heart and off the dome, then what you say can't go wrong. Peace.